0: Ladies and gentlemen, Legionnaires, welcome to this, your Legion of Myth live stream, number 211. That's a lot of episodes. On this beautiful day, the 27th of April, 2019. Now, normally, you'd be hearing the dulcet tones of Alex Garthon Mush, along with me, Brett Heathenock Grisper, but not today, no. Garthon has had some emergencies, so he is away, hopefully viewing, but away. And instead, we have our guest comic commentator. Sean Cthulhu Law McKinney. Go ahead and say hi, Sean.
1: Good evening, everyone. Glad to be here.
0: Great. All right. Oh, well, up to today's segment, so we have My Heathen Dogma, and uh, we have the anime on the stream, Demon Slayer. Brand new, brand new anime. And Midnight Occult Civil Servants, also new. All of them, episode four or less. Cthulhu Law, One Punch Man. There you go. Well, One Punch Man season two also came out. I'm going to give it some episodes before I get into that. Don't worry about it. And on Garthon's comic pull featuring Cthulhu Law, we have Detective Comics number 1002, Thanos number one, or do you, do you pronounce it Thanos or Thanos?
1: Thanos. Thanos,
0: Thanos. okay. Thanos number one. And from Image Comics, Criminal number four. And in our random number generator, Cthulhu and I have both seen Avengers Endgame. So we're going to talk about it. Is it going to be spoiler free? Short answer, yes. Long answer, no. Okay, let's move on. All right, now, don't breeze by everyone. This is very important stuff. This information you need, and information we need to give you. So let's get to it. First off, special thank you to all of our subscribers, updated every month, and take a look at this list. This is crazy. And Cthulhu better be on here. If he's not, he better subscribe right now. There's a button on your Twitch page. You better do it right now, you son of a... Uh, there I you know. go. Oh, Baldahar's resubscribe. There you go. Thank you, Baldehar. All right. And remember, every month we have a subscriber giveaway, so you guys can win some stuff for your free Twitch Prime membership. That's right. Give us nothing, and we'll give you something. That's how the Legion works. And there's more. So much more. Okay. Now, for our top donations and patrons, we have baldahar obviously, for Streamlabs donations, Pickleweed, and Extortion Space, which is an awesome name. I wish I had that name. And for Twitch Cheers, Zahn is again top of the heap by a huge margin with 75,000 bits given. And of course, with gift subscriptions as well, just heads and shoulders above the rest. And our April patrons, thank you very much, Brian Hicks. Special 24 months, over two years of patronage. Thank you very much. And remember, our current goals, these are them, all right? Now, our Twitch subscriber goal took a hit. That's because Zon gave out all of those free subscriptions. So now people aren't, you know, resubscribing, but that just means they don't get to win $25 gift cards. That's it. I mean, who wants $25, bucks, right? Nah, nobody. That's fine. But we're gaining some traction in followers and YouTube subscribers. And remember, we're close to those follower goals. When we hit this goal, any one of these goals triggers a giveaway. If we hit all the goals and sustain those numbers for four months, we hit a huge giveaway. Huge giveaway. At least $1,000 worth of prize will be given away across all platforms. It's going to be nuts. Now remember, we have over 200 family-friendly family episodes of the Legion of Myth weekly livestream on YouTube and, of course, on this, uh, on this VOD for, for Twitch. Elgarian streams here every day, Monday through Friday, for six hours a day, Shroud of the Avatar. He's great at it. He's very knowledgeable. If you want to jump in the game, you want to see him, you want to ask him, he'll tell you all the good stuff, none of the bad stuff. And of course, on my own channel, while he's doing that, I'll be embarrassing myself on StarCraft 2. So far, out of the 118 games I played, I've won exactly 50%. (laughs) Which is great. Which is great. And of course, on uh, Garthon is uh, uh, streaming on Sunday, and he teams up with me, Elgarian, on Thursday to play Star Trek Online. And of course, you can join the Legion. Join us on Discord. There's the link right there. You can watch us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, watch us live on Twitch, and get our gear, which Cthulhu should be wearing, but he didn't because he's a poo-poo face. <laughs> Say it. Say it. I'm a poo-poo face. Say it. I'm a poo-poo face. There you go. Okay. Now, as you can see, we have new Elgarian shirts. Elgarian. Check it out. There's your Elgarian shirt. And we have whimsical designs as well. And Raven's Lair. Hello. All right. Now, our upcoming activities. uh, The very next giveaway for all you subscribers, especially Baldhar, and especially you Cthulhu, you should have subscribed already, that uh, 18th of May is our next giveaway. We'll be giving away $25 gift cards. For every five subscribers that enter, one gift card gets given away. If 10... Enter, 2, 15, 3, 24. Does it, does it keep going? I don't know. We're a little crazy here. That's what happens. Now, people who are followers just have to click that follow button and you can get up, up to two free Steam games. All right? And of course, our previous prizes have been RPG books, video games, LMA swag. We have this every month, usually the middle of the month, the middle Saturday of the month is when we have our giveaways. Now, I want to I wanna go back to the, uh, to the goal giveaways. When we hit a goal giveaway, I've got... Literally $300 in value of physical RPG books. I've got nine Hero Kids books. I've got three uh, Mutant books. Mutant Year Zero, Mutant Mechanoids, and the other one that is not coming into my mind right now. But all of these are going to be given away for the subscriber. Physical editions. I will mail them to you myself. These little hands will go to the post office and bring you joy in the mail. I want that to happen. I want you to, I want you to be there. Now, Gen Con 2020, we're all going. Probably not Cthulhu because his, his wife runs his life. But, remember, <laughs> ticket registration starts January 2020. Oh, that's like, that's like nine months from now. You're crazy. No, start saving now. It's a vacation. Vacations take money. You need time to save the money. Activity sign-up is in May, and the event is first or second week of August in 2020. It's early. Start planning now. And International Tabletop Day is June 1st. Send us over Discord, send us over Twitter, pictures of you, your family, your friends playing tabletop games. We will post them on our feed. We'll we will we'll highlight ones on this live stream, and our favorite will get a prize. There you go. Now this is our streaming schedule. You saw it earlier, you see it again. Elgarian dominates the scene Monday through Friday with Shot of the Avatar. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. All the nights with either Charlie of the Avatar, Star Trek, or Miscellaneous Games. And then I am sadly far distant second with my StarCraft streams and Thursday and of course this live stream on Saturday. And Garthon should be watching right now, uh, streams his console games on Sunday, Star Trek with us on Thursday, and of course usually this live stream on Saturday. Now, this is our rating system. It's going to come in important because the is using it for the first time. Hopefully he uses it correctly. Garthon, don't worry, Garthon doesn't. If it's bad, it's two and a half. If it's great, it's four stars. That's pretty much it. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. Uh, have the Call of Cthulhu sessions already sold out for 2020? No, they can't open up. They don't open up till January. You're fine. All right, now comes our disclaimer. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. Alright. That was good. We like that, right? That was good for you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Alright. Now let's go ahead and... Oh, that's not what I wanted to do. I did the wrong thing. I'm a wrong, I'm a wrong thinker. There we go. That's what I wanted. That's not what I wanted. To do. That's what I wanted to do. Okay. if you're a fan of anime tabletop gaming or both don't miss an episode of heathen dogs heathen dogma every week i alternate between anime reviews and tabletop gaming fundamentals watch live and chat with me every saturday at 8 p.m central time to share your thoughts and recommendations and here it is heathen dogs anime on the stream isn't that nice you like that a lot of work went in that logo and you should subscribe to youtube because of it that is nice yeah i like that oh now which anime are we doing well i told you earlier let's do it again demon slayer kimitsu no uh yeah nope not trying it all right now yaiba yaiba there you go now this is all about a kid tanjiro he uh he was coming home one day but it got dark and it's dead of winter and he had to stay in town and he lived on on a cabin on a mountain and Everything was fine. Oh, the, my, my mom knows I had to stay in town. It's fine. I stayed with a friend. And the next morning, he went up there to, to go back home and, well, found some bad stuff. Demons exist in this world. And they are not fun. I'll explain all that in a second. But let's get into the details. Uh, you can see the director, the writer, the music. Uh, what I want you to see is that the original run started April 6th. This is only four episodes episodes in. The newest episode dropped today. So it features every Saturday on Hulu. All right, brand new, brand new anime. You're seeing it. Uh, it's not exactly simulcast. It's a day later than in Japan, but simulcast enough for us. Right, so, if you want to get in the ground floor on something, this may be your ticket. But listen to the review first. Let's talk about the main characters. Tanjiro Kamado. He's our little protagonist. Look at him. He's so he's so innocent, and big doe eyes, and so happy. Is he wearing?
1: Is he wearing earrings?
0: Yes, he's wearing. Uh, uh, charm earrings like to ward off evil or whatever. Like I said, demons are a thing in this world. Everyone is scared of demons because they exist. I'd be scared of demons too if they existed. I, I would like to like do the whole supernatural tattoo thing if demons <laughs> exist. I have that crap on my forehead. <laughs> and the bottom of my foot just in case they got the forehead one. Anyway, he's the eldest son <laughs> of a charcoal dealer. Apparently that was a thing. That, that was a thing. So uh, yeah. he, uh, his father makes charcoal, and he, goes, he and his father go into town, and they sell it. And the, win- the winter time is the boom month, so that's why, even though it was super cold and super bad, he still had to go into town. Uh, Baldar says, see his eyes? He's already experiencing madness. <laughs> What's on his forehead? That is a scar. He was born with a, a Gorbachev-like scar on his head. I don't know why. They don't really explain it. Just like if you if you met if you met Gorbachev, you wouldn't say, Oh my god, what is that thing? You just kinda <laughs> gloss over it. That's what they do in the anime. They just kinda gloss over okay. it. Okay. All right. So he went into town to sell his wares. He sold all of them. He sold all his charcoal because it is cold winter. People want charcoal. And he couldn't go back home, so he had to stay the night. Alright. He had to stay the night at a friend's house because well, a uh, family friend's house. Uh because his family friend didn't want him walking in the middle of night in the darkness because dark in the woods that's when demons come out you got to stay inside keep the lights on stuff like that and he's like all right all right i'll i'll stay so he stayed and the next morning he went home he went home to find some bad stuff we're going to give you clip number one now this is important because uh the cinematography on this is really impeccable There you go. Now, uh what what this anime does really well even without sound, with the visuals alone, the close up of his eye seeing only the bottom of his face as he comes to the realization of what he's seeing, it's uh, it it gives the umph of of the emotional impact of seeing his family just murdered. And I didn't show him when he looked in the house cuz it was a friggin' bloodbath in there. Now, it's it is gratuitous, yes, but it this is the only part of the anime so far that is gratuitous, gratuitous gore because it was there as a, as a plot point. It was there to move the story forward. All right, so it's acceptable. His mother, brother, and youngest sister all dead. His other sister survived. She was still alive. So he grabbed her and he started going down the mountain with her until she turned into a demon. Because uh, the way you turn into a demon is you get demon blood mixed with your blood, and you turn into a demon. Demons eat people. Yeah, that people. does it. Yeah. Now, while he's fighting off his sister, a demon hunter arrives, attempts to kill her. Well, he gets in the demon hunter's way, and a fight a fight ensues. And the thing is, uh, the demon hunter sees that Nezuko, his sister, is displaying protectiveness toward toward her brother, which a demon demons demons lose all of their of their love emotions or caring or whatever they just they just feed and that's it they don't care about humans anymore they're now a different species but for some reason nezuko actually still cares about her brother so he doesn't he doesn't kill her and he tells he tells uh he tells the boy to hey go go to this man he will he will teach you what you need to know So Tanjiro goes, okay, I'll go to this man. So he he goes, he goes to the guy. We're going to talk about that in a second. Now, the guy is a demon slayer. Now, demon slayers are the only line of defense against demons. There is nothing else. All right, they don't have, you know, tanks don't work, guns don't work, uh, regular weapons don't work against demons. All right, they have to be properly made and blessed weapons to actually kill a demon. It'll just regenerate. Now, Tanjiro goes to a demon hunter trainer, uh, S- uh, Sakonji, I think his name. He's the guy in the mask at the bottom. The uh the guy at the top. Yeah, there you go. Whenever I say it wrong, go ahead and say it. But uh the, the guy at the top is the demon hunter that found Tanjiro and his sister and sent them to the man in the mask on the bottom, the red mask. Now training is difficult. I'm gonna say difficult. Uh we're gonna we're gonna give you a little clip on what the training is right now. So, uh, the master took him to a top of the highest mountain he could find and said, you have until dawn to come back to the bottom of the mountain or you fail. So that's no problem. So he starts running and then he hits something like, what was that? That a rope? What's that supposed to do? Oh God. No. See, uh, the entire mountain is laced with traps. And as the months progress of his training, he he was in training for a total of two years the traps get deadlier and deadlier.
1: So is he being trained by the Japanese one-eyed willy? Uh,
0: yeah. Japanese one-eyed willy. That's exactly right. right. Yes. Master right. of traps.
1: That's exactly <laughs> right.
0: Now also he, uh, he's trained in breathing techniques. He's, he's trained to use, uh, to use his Chi to create, create uh, minor effects, all water-based because his teacher is a, is a water elemental based Chi user. So, you know, he learn he learns all that stuff. And, uh, All of it to try and cure his his sister. But not everyone believes that the cure is going to happen. Really, the old man is training him to fight demons because one day he'll probably have to kill his sister once she kills a human being. Now let's talk about the demons. These are the main antagonists of the series, obviously. Human infected with demon blood. Is it a virus? Is it a bacteria? Is it magic? They don't say. Or they haven't yet. Like I said, it's only four episodes in, so you don't know. You're not sure. Now, what what is a demon? What can they do that humans can't? Well, they have enhanced strength. They have supernatural strength. They have supernatural speed. They have supernatural healing. Now, what I mean by supernatural is you cut off their arm, and 30 seconds later, their arm will have completely grown back.
1: Hmm.
0: All right, you cut off their head. They can grow a new body from their head. Not in 30 seconds, but they will. It'll happen. And they have an insatiable hunger for human flesh and blood. That's, that's their main source of food. That's their drive. They're, you know, it's, it's, it's vampirish, ghoulish, all rolled into one. They drink the blood and eat the flesh of human beings. And it actually makes them stronger. Now, to kill them, you have to chop them to pieces with, with, a, with a specially blessed and made weapon. Or they burn in sunlight. When I say burn, I mean burn to ashes in sunlight. They die. Again, another vampiric trait. All right, So, he that's what he does. He learns to kill him. Now, what did I give this? I gave it three stars. Had some problems, but all in all, it was, it was, it was okay. It was good. Now, what I liked about it, the action is good. It's crisp. It's clean. There's no body morphing. There's no, uh, there's no uh, blurring effect to simulate fast motion. Nope, they just drew more frames. I love it. <laughs> A story is interesting. It's an interesting story. It's 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 based in the past, in an alternate world that also has fantasy elements. But there is no like this is an alien world type thing. You're looking. Oh, you know, this is this could easily be the real world back in this time. You know, like you you're not you're not taken out of reality. You're kind of like it. It to me it felt a little bit like a period piece almost when I was watching it. And the main character has amazing growth in these first four episodes. He grows from a little boy. Yeah, a little boy, and there's no time skip for two years. You you go through and you you train with him. So you know the the training montage last two episodes. So, you know, you're you're growing with this kid as he's getting stronger, as as he's getting tougher. Because he was a you know, he was a kind and jolly boy that had his family murdered and now he's a young man who is no longer kind and jolly. Well, he's no longer jolly. Give you that much. Now, what I didn't like about it, the dialogue, it's weak. It's not bad. It's just weak. The interaction between the characters is not very well written. It doesn't convey a whole lot, unlike the cinematography, which was just fantastic. And the supporting characters are, they're they're left, they're, they're lacking. I mean, they have supporting characters, but they use them and throw them away. They use them and throw them away. If, uh, the, the writer, I think that if the supporting character is not going to later on turn into a main character, they don't care about him. A lot of other anime, they really flesh out your supporting characters. You may, you may see them again, you may not, but you care about them. They were there, they had an impact, and you remember them. So far, they've had s- several supporting characters come and go, and they felt like paper people. Like, they were just there, they were just there for backdrop. That was it, scenery so yeah they dropped the ball on that one so that's why i gave it three stars (coughs) oh Ravenslayer says now why did you rate this and not wise Man's grandchild which is only one episode so far it's not up to three episodes what would you rate today okay now because wise man's grandchild i was so hyped about it i i watched it and i couldn't give it a rating because it was only one episode all right a lot can happen in episode two and three all right. I, as a matter of fact, I give an anime, a new anime, three episodes to uh, present the plot, present the main characters, present supporting characters, and present an antagonist. If it does that, then I can rate it. Now, three episodes in, Wise Man's Grandchild has done all of those things, and I would easily rate it four and a half stars right now. But at the end of the first season, I'm going to do another, I'm going to do another full review. And you'll get the, you get the full rating then. But if I had to do it now, gun to my head, at least four and a half. That's what I would do. Four and a half?
1: Yes. Wise Man's Grandpa?
0: Wise Man's Grandchild.
1: Grandchild. Okay, Yes, Wise wow. Man's Grandchild.
0: Yeah, You should check it out.
1: I it would, is, a, it is also on Hulu. Okay. All
0: right. So, let's get our next anime. Midnight Occult Civil Servants. This one's a bit of a weird one. Buckle up. All right. Arata Miyako is uh, fresh out of college. And he decided to join Japan's civil service. He wanted to be a bureaucrat. Good for him, right? He wants to help people. And he gets assigned to the nighttime regional relations department. He has no idea what that means. He's going to find out. He's definitely going to find out what that means real quick. (laughs) Let's get into the particulars of this. You can see the director, the writer. And you can see now, original run started April 7th. Three episodes in. You can watch it on Crunchyroll. Now remember, for those of you who don't want to pay for Crunchyroll, you can watch it for free. The only two problems with not having a premium membership on Crunchyroll is that one, you have to watch ads, and two, ads. you have to wait a week for a new episode. They're a week offset.
1: How much does a subscription cost?
0: Oh, between like five, 10 bucks. no, between five and eight dollars, I think. Oh, well, it's awesome. not that bad. It's not that bad. No. But people already have Hulu and Netflix and probably Amazon, right.
1: you know. So Funimation,
0: it all adds up. It all adds up. Yeah. You know, people have to make choices. I understand. Right. Yeah. so let's get into the main characters. Arata Miyako, like I said, just out of school, joined public service, and he was assigned to the nighttime regional relations bureau, ward number twenty-three. Now he asked what this was because he had never heard it before, and no one at the assignment office actually knew. They kept spouting off stuff like, "Oh no, they they do this this and this," but they work at night, so they they get all the weird. You know, they must get all the weird calls like. That didn't really tell me anything but okay so he he follows the directions he goes into the main building he goes to the guard and the guard says hey uh how you doing what are you here for like oh i'm joining this i'm joining the uh, nighttime regional oh yeah i heard about you yeah go down the hall turn right turn left when you get to the cafeteria it's closed turn left and then it's the first door on your right end up being a storage room like is this right opens a storage room and it's an actual office and he meets his, his team, which I will get to later. Now, he immediately goes into the field his first night. All right. And they, they, they go into the Japanese version of Botanical Gardens. Uh, maybe BPR. No, well, hey, we're going to get there. And uh, he gets his first, his first rush into what, what he's actually doing. And we have of that clip right here. This is him. He's like, "What the hell's going on? I don't understand. What? Are th- these are angels and tengu. We're like, what? 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 <laughs> and the thing is, this is when he discovers not only are supernatural creatures real, but he's the only person that can understand them. They talk, but humans can't understand what they're saying. Hmm. He can't. He doesn't quite know why as of yet. And of course they call him an idiot. <laughs> no, like, they were I you was know, explaining that, no, man, they were apologizing. They didn't mean to hurt me. They were trying to apologize to you so you wouldn't throw magical mace at them. Oh, right. Okay. Ah, what is going on? It's for some reason okay i got that i got the hockey's all this all wrong on this one anyway so uh he finds out that he's uniquely qualified for this job because he and only he out of all the humans that have that have been or, that are around right now he can understand what these magical creatures are saying and so being in the regional relations is probably a good fit for him now, how how did he get chosen for this? Is there someone behind this behind the scenes, you know, pulling strings? I don't know, man. It's only been three episodes. How am I supposed to know? I don't know yet. Anyway, the nighttime regional relations department. They patrol Ward 23 and contain any and all supernatural activity to keep it from hurting the human populace. Good idea. It is a good idea. Now, uh, two of his of his field teammates are Theo uh, Himizuka, and this the the guy with the the two grenades. Uh, he is. Uh, it's a he. Just gender amorphous looking uh, and he he catalogs occult processes and various magical items he actually creates uh technolog- technologically based magical charms like those like those uh, uh supernatural mace grenades and uh, he catalogs all of the uh, magical spells oh, yeah. and and things that they find uh, and classifies them as dangerous or helpful whatever. And of mm-hmm. course, they have uh, Sataki, who is on the bottom, and he's the Sataki. lead field officer. He's a uh, uh, he's Arata's training officer. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. he he's the I don't want to like if it was a police department, I guess he'd be the sergeant. Okay, all right. He's he's the field operations uh, lead
1: officer, basically. So, so is he like stuffy and by the book?
0: No, no, no. Th- this whole okay, you you can't be stuffy and by the book and work in this office. You have to be a little crazy. Oh, okay. All right, because you deal with crazy stuff. All right, speaking of crazy stuff, they're called Anothers. That's what what the Bureau calls them, Anothers. Uh, They are mythical creatures. At the top, you see an angel and a a Tengu. At the middle, you see Yuki, who is a a giant magical cat. Nice. And in the bottom, you see a fairy. Yay. There's all kinds of magical creatures. These are just a couple. We've definitely not seen the, the whole menagerie yet. But uh, you, As speaking of haven't seen, you can't see these creatures unless you already believe in them or you have some assistance. Now, uh, Theo created uh, a, a spray that allows people who don't believe in magic creatures to see magic creatures, you spray them and it's kind of like, you're putting a a layer of believability on them. <laughs> so you could see them. Or if, uh, if you've had a run in with them before, because their actions affect the world, just like yours, you know, like if, uh, if an angel picks up a teapot, you're going to see, if you don't believe in angels, you're going to see a teapot just rise up,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? And then he was like, what the what? Why is that teapot just, oh my God. If you see enough of that, you start believing in the supernatural and then you can see that. Right? Okay. All right. And that's why that this job exists to stop people from finding out about another's because whenever someone finds out about, about another, a mythical creature, and they're not in a very controlled environment, they 99 times out of 10 freak the heck out
1: and lose their minds. This sounds like a nice version of Cthulhu. It is a nice version,
0: yes. Because so far, we have not really hit anything dangerous. You know, uh, everything so far has been a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. That's it. So there's no real bad guy yet. 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 I don't know, maybe there's going to be a bad guy. I thought there was going to be a bad guy, but in this last episode the bad guy turned out to be just misunderstood.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, so, would I give it two and a half stars? Now, Ooh. yeah, it's 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 okay. You know, I, the main character's likable. You know, he's 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 not a rube. He's not a dunce. You know, he mm-hmm. is understandably out of his element at first. I get it, but mm-hmm. he catches on quick. All right, he's quick witted. He, he he runs. He, you know, he hit the ground running on this one. And mm-hmm. for the most part, they use existing lore. Not just all Japanese lore. There's some Aztec lore. There's some uh, there's some uh, uh, British and Norse lore as well, used in this. I mean, uh the, the Japanese may have stereotypical fairies, but probably not angels.
1: Yeah, not yeah, so much.
0: Not so much angels, right? And the premise is interesting, you know, like supernatural creatures exist yeah. among us, stuff like that. It's an interesting premise. But it's not supported by a strong story. The story is weak. <laughs> it uh it's written childishly. I gotta say, it's it's animated more on the on more on the adult side, but the dialogue and the drama and the story itself is very simplistic. Too simplistic. It just doesn't, mm. just doesn't hold water. So this was four episodes in? Yeah.
1: And still no real still threat? Still
0: no real threat, yeah. The only real threat was the, <clears throat> if you see the picture, the guy floating. He's actually, he's mm-hmm. actually an Aztec spirit. Mm-hmm. A, a trickster god. And mm-hmm. he, he was the threat, but they turned him into a friend. <clears> hmm. <throat> So, yay team, right? Yeah, if, it, if they keep doing that, then this thing's gonna tank hard because, well, here anyway, because the American audiences don't, don't go for no, no bad guy to, to root for beating, you know? Just don't. Mm. Doesn't work. Anyway, that's my anime on the stream. What'd you think of this segment? Uh, what are your thoughts on Japanese lore? Mixing Japanese lore with elements of, of uh, modern times, or close to modern times, or just reality in itself how do you think that works and how would you do it you have any suggestions for future anime if you like this segment please share it click go to twitter and share the link you can do it it's fine if you want to comment you have some uh, something i did right something i did wrong something you like something you didn't throw it up in chat throw it in the comments below or go to our discord or twitter page and say so we will not yell at you we promise and of course, don't miss an episode, follow us, and of course, subscribe to our channel right now, if you're watching right now, subscribe, do it, because you get all kinds of good stuff. If you're watching this on YouTube, that's great. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, and you will know every time one of these episodes drop. Now, for YouTube, obviously you're watching this on YouTube, you know that we split up uh, our long Twitch, Twitch uh, stream into the segments. So that's what we're going to do for you on YouTube. So look for it. And, of course, you want more Heathen Dogma, you can see me in my anime and RPG segments on YouTube. Team-ups, Star Trek Online with, uh, with Garthon and Elgarian. I got a, fl- a slew of past streams, and Mondays, I'm not doing Pacify anymore. That should have been changed, Maxia. Yeah. But uh, I finished Pacify, and uh, Elgarian and I are contemplating. He's He like, should be on right now. We're contemplating doing Portal 2 together. So look out for that. Oh. Yeah. Mondays at 8 p.m. Central Time. Probably starting this Monday. That's good stuff. Alright. Why is this not working? Nope. There we go. I was doing it wrong. Alright. <clears throat> Whether you're a longtime fan of comic books or someone ready to take the plunge into comic book genres, look no further than Garthon's comic book. Join Garthon live every Saturday at 8pm central time on twitch.tv slash legionofmyth. Ask your comic book questions and engage in comic book discussions with Garthon directly. Except for today because on Garthon's comic poll we have Cthulhu Law instead and I got badness. There we go. Nope. You are not. Nope. Stop it. Stop it. It's I've got errors. I've got errors here. got we gotta we gotta wait it out. Gotta okay. wait it out. I can't stop it.
1: Okay. Do you want me to start talking about the book? No, don't do that. Okay. So do you think his head scar will play a role in the story eventually? I,
0: they didn't they don't talk about it at all, so I don't understand. I don't understand. They did they did, so like I said, they said nothing about it. Anyway, Garthon's comic bowl. Take it away,
1: Cthulhu. Okay. Good evening, everyone. Tonight I'm going to start by talking about Detective Comics number 1002. Um, The series has been going for a very long time and obviously has featured Batman for about 975 issues.
0: (laughs) That's a lot of issues just for Batman.
1: It is a lot. Well, it is Detective Comics. I get it. It is. And literally the namesake of DC Comics. So um, first of all, I have to apologize because I misspelled the writer's name. His name is Tomasi, with an I at the end. Yeah. So, um, I know I knew Peter, I knew uh, Tomasi before reading this, but the rest of the creative team I wasn't really familiar with. And um, long story short, it was fine. It wasn't great. Um, There were a couple things that I thought were above average, were that made it more interesting than I expected it to be. So, if you Take a look um, at the interior pages. Mm-hmm. The first interior page, if you can read that, um, it shows Batman. He's all wounded. He's been blown up by his current uh, antagonist, this guy called Arkham Knight. Okay, and he uh, is being helped into the Batmobile by Jim Gordon. And I think I actually laughed out loud when I read this page, because if you look in the third to last panel, so uh gordon's trying to get batman to go home and batman's being stubborn he's not gonna go of course um but uh then gordon gives the batmobile a command he says hey car if you're listening take take this bleep fool home and the car listens to gordon
0: (laughs) affirmative taking fool home (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's a good one
1: i love that i love the idea that batman like because he's so good at everything right that's a shtick and and all of his his grandiose arrogance and it's earned arrogance but part of what makes him so good is like he even kind of sees his own limitations. And I love the idea that he knew to program the Batmobile to listen to Jim Gordon when Jim Gordon was insulting him. (laughs) Like, I just thought that was amazing. That was really cool. So um, the second thing I thought was kind of interesting and above average, you can see on the second page where um, what's going on here is that Damian Wayne, who I think is currently Robin um, has been captured by the, uh, this antagonist, this, this Arkham Knight. And you can see in the last few panels, what Arkham Knight is saying is that um, he's talking about, uh... it looks like he's trying to recruit him. Well, he is, he is trying to recruit him in, in what, so he's what he's sort of his shtick is. And I should have said this earlier. This is like the I don't know. This is midway through the story. I haven't read the issues before. I have no idea who Arkham Knight is. I couldn't tell you what's going on outside of this issue. Okay. My thinking was just go in. I mean, I know Batman. I know Damian Wayne. You know, um, but go in and see what's it look like to grab this book off the stands today. And um, so, this other thing that I found interesting is that Arkham Knight his uh, expressed view is that he is fighting against batman because he thinks that it's actually batman who's darkening the city he says you're a robin a songbird a creature of the day being tainted by the dark i'm not only gotham's savior young man i am yours and he wants he he's got this sort of medieval um appearance and shtick so he wants robin to join his crusade so i i thought that you know listen For 975 issues in, and they gave the villain a motivation that seemed kind of new and kind of fresh to me, I thought that that was, uh, was I could dig it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I just noticed a couple points. One Raven said, are we sure it's not Alfred operating it remotely? And that's a good question. I'm going to see if I can figure that out. Um, uh, It's possible, but it's not indicated. That I can tell that it is Alfred, and I can say that, and you know I've seen Batman Comics where Batman talks to Alfred through the car, and I've also seen plenty of comics where he talks to the car and the car has voice activation, so um, you know Gordon addresses the car and then there's talking and it seems to be from the car and you can see it's got those yeah. little lines in it that usually indicate electronic talk. Yes, and So yes. that was my take on it. No, no, that's, that's probably um, right. I mean,
0: I, I imagine that uh, that Alfred probably programmed the car to, to accept commands from people that Batman oh, would yeah. would be able to
1: trust. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can see that too. Um, and the other comment I saw is that somebody said, Oh, it's a Robin. And I could see that. And I didn't put in the page, but the very last page, um, the the arkham knight reveals himself to jace or to um um damian. this robin damian thank you and they don't show you his face oh of course and so. i would say i was interested enough to want to know who he is because i immediately wondered if he was another uh robin but i i honestly don't even know where the robins are right now i mean i think dick is still nightwing I got and that. i think tim's Dead, maybe? I don't know. I I've been reading comics a long time and, and I'm very behind in a lot of stuff, so I'm not sure. I mean Damien's still working with them. Um I think Jason Todd's still the Red Hood. Uh but maybe Azrael. that would make sense. He always had a Yeah, he's right. He's the son of Bruce and Talia. But I like the Azrael point because he always had kind of a medieval shtick going on. Yeah. Yeah. It could
0: be so, definitely.
1: Yeah, that would make sense. Um now the other thing i wanted to talk about in this comic that drove me nuts and is why i definitely will not be buying the next issue is there's a ton of ads really um yeah i, I actually i i almost every time i was starting to kind of get into it there'd be an ad and some of these ads are huge there's a three-page ad in here <laughs> um after the first page I, I copied uh, on the slide there, then there's a three-page ad, and it really pulls me out of the story. And I counted, and there are 20 pages of comics and 10 pages of ads.
0: Wow, 50%. No, no, a yeah, third A third of a that third, comic book. Yeah. A third of that comic book is just ads. That's
1: crazy. Yeah, three ninety-nine. a third of it. So um, at the end of the day, my rating for um, Detective uh, 1002...
0: Oh, wait, I went to Thanos back
1: there we go. Okay. What is it? Uh, my, go ahead. My rate, Okay, my rating was two and a half stars. And I was sort of torn between two and a half and three because it was better than I expected it to be. Um, but not as good as you I, wanted. I, no. I mean, I did enjoy it, except for the ads. The ads were just... <laughs> Oh my gosh! I mean, for three ninety nine, this was four bucks. Yeah. I mean, I'm old, I guess, but good golly, four bucks in it's twenty pages a comic and in all those ads. And even if they'd put the ads at the end, at least then I wouldn't have had to deal with them. Good yeah. gosh, yeah. So that that was pretty crazy. All right. All right well um, the next book I got. Um... <clears throat> Uh, this one was pretty interesting because it was a number one issue, and I thought this That's would nice be perfect story. for me, right? <laughs> uh, sure. I, I could learn all about a new superhero. Jump right in. Uh, love superheroes, yeah. So I felt I could really stow- start at the ground floor, and this was Thanos number one. Um, the writer is Teeny Howard, and I've never heard of him. I have no idea who that is. Um, the artist was Ariel Olivetti, and I do, I am familiar with Ariel Olivetti. He's been drawn stuff. He used to paint a lot, I know, like he did cable forever ago and some other stuff. Um, the cover that I put on the slide was uh, the cover of the one I got. But when I looked online, apparently there are many, many oh, covers yeah. to this yeah. issue.
0: The, that, that's something Garthon has said lots that uh, that DC and Marvel have gone nuts with alternate covers, trying to get people to buy more books that are basically yeah. the same thing.
1: Yeah, it, it was, it, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, I think this cover's fine. Yeah. It's an Ariel Olivetti cover. It's painted. It's part of the reason I bought it was because of, uh, I recognized like, oh, Ariel Olivetti, I know him. So um, so let, let's get to know this uh, brand new character called Thanos. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so um, I, I maybe I should have copied it, but there was actually a recap page uh, on page one, which I thought was weird to have a recap. But apparently this guy... Um, uh, loves killing and fell in love with the incarnation of death and killed a lot of people and has an adopted daughter sure. and maybe she killed him, which seems like a whole lot to put on a recap page, so I got the impression that maybe the Stanos guy's been around for a while, and I'm <laughs> missing something
0: okay your your wit is so dry <laughs> it's going over the heads of almost everybody.
1: Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> So yeah, I, I'm being silly, right? Yeah, like Thanos, right? Yeah. So anyhow, but but it is a new issue one, and in, in, in this may be a mini series, and um, I think it's know, it's one cheeky. of six. I, I think you might be right. Yeah. It says one of six, but I didn't know if that was a six issue storyline or if that was six issues to the series, or if that even makes a difference anymore. Um, but uh, it is. It, it opens with Gamora in space, and she records the story of how she met her father in the comics. Uh, or at least her, her adopted father. Sure. Um, her biological father is about to die. Um, and it's not exactly the same as in the movie, and I can't remember... I've never read this story in the comics before. Like I, I know Thanos has been around forever. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was actually... Um, I mean, what do you appear in? Wasn't it like Iron Man 55? And it was a backup story from... Gosh, what's that guy? Starlin. I think it was Starlin introduced Uh, Thanos. Mark Hawkman
0: says he was created by Jack Kirby, so that means anything.
1: Yeah, I I don't think that's the case. I'm not positive, but I'm I'm pretty sure... I I don't think so. I think it was Jim Starlin. Um, I know Starlin was very famous writing stories about Thanos later, and I, I don't think Kirby... He might have still been at Marvel when Thanos started, but but regardless, I yeah he's been around for a while, and obviously he's the big villain in all the movies, yeah. right? Ravenslayer
0: says 1968, and I would I would have, I would agree with him because uh, he's a former comic store owner.
1: Somebody should check because uh, for the or for Thanos to start that's possible. I really thought it was 70s, but I'm really not sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like anyway, it anyway, it was a random yeah yeah. It doesn't yeah, matter tough, anyhow. Yeah. So, um this book uh it's it flashes back and it shows thanos before he's got any of the gems he's just like this super space pirate warrior guy and um, but he's the leader and it's kind of interesting the first page i've got there shows a couple of characters that would eventually become part of his lieutenants in that infinity gauntlet or uh, none of infinity infinity i think the series was called infinity like five years ago or something um the proxima midnight character and then the ebon maw character Mm -hmm. and they were like these super powerful lieutenants of his they were almost at least i got the impression they were like herald of galactus level powerful and in this book they're kind of raw-ish recruits of thanos they're not super popular or super powerful yet it shows them playing cards and being like kind of regular joe rank and file people Yeah. yeah um and, and so and they're a the source of some humor in this book. So I thought the art was great. And uh, you can see at the top of the page um, where uh, they or Proxima references playing poker last night. And then they talk about this guy who never came back. And Eben Ma, the, the guy on the far right, he says that every time one of the crew vanishes, the next day they get a new mission. And then Thanos goes on to describe this mission. And I found this kind of humorous as well. Um, Thanos is talking about, they're going down to the planet to kill this people. And I'm not even going to try and pronounce this name, but well, I guess I'm going to try, but I'm sure it's wrong. Dorkaner, maybe that's a joke. I don't know. Anyhow, Thanos goes on to say they're pacifists. They don't fight, they just run away. And they've actually involved the ability to escape. And Thanos says, when you come upon them, they will want to run. Don't let them. Kill them. (laughs) I just thought that was so ridiculous. Like, it's kind of this over-the-top thing. Like, Thanos is not looking for a real fight. He's just going to, like, slaughter these people.
0: Which is kind of mean. I mean... Yeah, right? (laughs) I mean, yeah. There's bad guy, and then there's just
1: D-bag. You know? Like... (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's not... Yeah, like, they literally can't fight. (laughs) So um it, the, the humor i think is there and you can see the next page is actually the next page of the book and you just see them mowing getting down slaughtered. These people yeah. Yeah. yeah um and then the uh it's proxima midnight who narrates how uh for thanos's crew you just kind of kill time until you get told to kill people and when you kill people that's when you feel feel alive um So it it was kind of, I thought it was interesting, um, more interesting than I expected. I thought it was amusing. These were characters like Proxima Midnight and um, Ebon Ma, who um, have, I guess, gotten really popular because they were in the Avengers movies and um, they were in that miniseries, but I think they were created for that miniseries years back. Um, And I really never expected to see them get fleshed out into entertaining or amusing characters. And in here they sort of were. So I I found this book to be a lot more interesting than I had anticipated. And uh, as it goes through the story, what ends up happening is uh, you find out that Thanos is trying to antagonize Adam Warlock from afar. And this is Adam Warlock back before he became good Adam Warlock. Oh, okay. The, when like he the was just he cult leader. When he yeah, was he? yeah. Yeah. Or, or so him. What was he, it? He or him? I think it was him, but I hmm. don't honestly remember. Okay. So what you find out is Thanos is just killing the people that he knows that Adam Warlock is going to try and convert to his crazy religious cult. Got it. Um, well, so this this one planet he goes to um uh, he sees death who you know he's in love with uh appear behind gamora as a a small child and so then he goes to gamora he takes it as a sign um to go to gamora because that's what death wants sure. so the book ends with uh him going to gamora and finding out that gamora can also see death and this is the only person other than thanos who can see death so he's of course very intrigued by gamora sure. and that's where the book leaves off and again i found this also a lot better than i expected i kind of thought oh gosh it's a thanos book it's a tie-in for the avengers movie this is probably just going to be lame but uh yeah it was not bad like i i would uh oh well i won't buy the rest of them because this was 4.99 <laughs> and you're old and set your ways i am but i can say the ads do not break up the story there are very few ads um i didn't actually count because i was able to not even notice them oh, well, that, when I that, was reading.
0: there you go that's how it works
1: so so what, what do you give this one um i gave this one three and a half stars and i will say that in six months Um, When it comes to the Marvel Unlimited app that only costs $10 a month, I will, you know, I'll be looking forward to reading the rest of this. Um, I mean, there's not a lot of suspense, you know, how this all is going to turn out. You kind of know. It's entertaining. All right. Cool. All right. So this leads to the last book. And this book um, is one I'd heard about for a long time, but never read. And it was really great. It is Criminal Number Four. It's from Image Comics. So I went like a Marvel, a DC, and an indie. And this is written by the team of Ed Brubaker and Sean, and drawn by Sean Phillips. And his son Jacob Phillips does the colors.
0: Looks very noir, realistic in the cover. Oh yeah,
1: it is. It's it's crime noir. That's oh, okay. what this is. Crime noir. If you uh, look at the very first page, it'll show you. It's set well i should say it's set in uh nearly the present day which is not really the present day anymore i guess it's almost 30 years 93
0: old. Yeah. yeah like
1: like not quite a period piece yet but still god it might be we're old but aside from that it's all flip
0: phone territory here buddy
1: <laughs> yeah um i put the very first Bam! page up because i thought that this was great like it had me from the first page uh I'm going to read the first page. It won't take long, and you can see it. Ricky Lawless had been awake for five days, and it was becoming a problem. Mm, Like, I don't know, that grabbed me. He hadn't planned on staying up this long, but the guy he stole cars for had paid him partly in crystal last week. Ricky usually avoided speed or coke, because he always had trouble with them. He could never pace himself. He just did lines every 20 minutes or so until it was all gone. But he'd never had this much before. (laughs) So, I mean, (laughs) this is so much story in one page. It was, it blew me away. And yeah, like you were laughing, like it's kind of funny. It's It's, kind of- It's funny in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah, In a bad way. Like, you know, you are, this is one of like one of those movies about a loser criminal. Yep. And loser criminals make for really entertaining stories. So, yeah, I see Raven pointing out that this makes it a period piece. Yeah, it is a generation. This, yeah, I, I can't you what, right. Ethan, <laughs> Doug, and I were doing in 1993. Maybe you were you were in tenth grade. Uh, I was in
0: eleventh. That's how it yeah. worked. Yeah, <laughs>
1: uh, Westland John Glenn High School. Easy, You're um, Come on. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, this is definitely not an all ages, family friendly book. No, no. Um,
0: not a whole bad. lot of image
1: stuff is really. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, yeah, you might be right. I, I, have to, I haven't to—I have really thought about it before, but yeah. Um, I'd say the detective comics would be fine. I didn't mention that. Thanos, eh, it's a little grisly. Probably not. And this one, definitely not. Um, but it, it is v- a very good, you know, moody atmosphere, crime noir. And I gave you the last page of the issue as well. Um, and this was actually a complete story. Okay. And I checked, it's 38 pages of complete story for 3.99. dollars So the same price I paid to get 10 stupid pages of ads in that Batman comic for one part of, I don't know, one-fifth of a story? Yep. I got a whole story in here, and it was a really interesting story. Like, I want to know more about these characters. I may go buy more of these books. I was like, wow, this is really good. Um break, break it through that. your four dollar barrier huh it's that good yeah <laughs> well it really was and they've won like brubaker and phillips have been doing this book and in, in other books for i don't know at least a decade maybe more and I, they've won a ton of uh, eisner awards and all of this acclaim and and i just always was like yeah whatever you know okay i can't read everything um but yeah, I mean, if this one issue and this one contained story was so good, it, it was really, really, uh, I don't know, it was really good. Like, you can even see that the language is is good and engaging at the end. Um, you know, they reincorporate the speed at the end because this terrible criminal, he's terrible, um, but he's gone through the story. And what he did was he tried to uh, get one more score, like one more gig, and, and nobody will work with him because he he's... A mess. He goes and he gets an ex-girlfriend to take him into a bar, and because he's been up for days and doing drugs, he hallucinates uh, that somebody is his dead father and tries to start a fight. And the guy beats him up, <laughs> and then of course they kick him out of the bar when they found out he was in. Yeah, and he uh, he captures and, and um, captures uh, uh, this criminal that he believes killed his friend's dad. And so he goes to his friend and says, hey, I've got this guy. And his friend doesn't want to see him because our protagonist is a loser. Um, But he goes to see the guy and our protagonist is such a loser that he, of course, killed the guy that <laughs> allegedly killed his friend's dad. So he messes that up. And it, it, it's really just this whole story of him messing stuff up and, and losing his mind. And he's amazingly, I think, worse off at the end than he was at the beginning. <laughs> and it's really entertaining. That's all I can say. <laughs> what would um, you give it? I gave it four stars. Wow. Oh, and did it? What? I would uh, go on to say that even though I only gave it four stars, I could imagine it growing in estimation with time. I, I can't imagine, I don't think, I, can't, I don't know how you would read something and immediately, you know, or within days be able to say it was one of uh, the best of the best you know cause at least for me i'm thinking the dark knight i'm thinking watchmen all that stuff it's yeah. hard to imagine a new book joining those ranks but ask me again in a year and either i've forgotten about it and, and four is fine or it'll still have stuck in my head and, and i'll think maybe it even deserves a little more oh
0: all right cool all right what'd you think of the segment uh what are your thoughts on oh you didn't type in the discussion topic uh I got one. Uh, what What are your thoughts on indie comics? I mean, should we do more indie comics on the comic pool? That's That's something. I mean, the indie comics are sometimes not so family-friendly, so I don't know how much we can do, but hey, comment on Discord and Twitter uh, in the chat here or in the comments below on YouTube. Do you have any suggestions you for don't... future comics? Oh, go ahead.
1: Let me let me mention a book that you and the audience might really enjoy that is an image book. I don't know if it's all ages. It's probably not Disney ages, but it's no more adult than some of the anime you've reviewed. Okay. And it's kind of an anime theme, and it's very similar to ones you mentioned. It's from Image, and it's called Wayward. Wayward. And it's about a, a teenage girl who is of Irish and Japanese ancestry, Who goes to live with her. Her parents are divorced and she goes to live with her mom in Japan. She's got bright red hair from her Irish father. And um, she is having a bit of a rough go. But then she finds out at the end of the first storyline that she has inherited these crazy magical powers. And she's encountering all of these Japanese mythological creatures in modern day Japan. Um, and eventually the story goes on to incorporate Irish mythology. And so you'll have, um, like, what were you saying? The, the, uh, what are they called? The Koopa Kumpa? I can't remember, but you, you'd mentioned them earlier with some of the anime you were talking about. And this comic does a lot of that kind of stuff too. And I, I think it's pretty good. So, okay, cool. um, well, I mean,
0: check it out. Wayward right? was it image comics? Wayward. Wayward.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So it might be one to look at in the future.
0: All right. Well, Food for thought. Go find it. And if you enjoyed these reviews, please share this episode. You can do it. Don't miss episode. Follow us with uh, notifications and subscribe. Please subscribe. It's good for you. You're gonna get a lot more out of it than you than uh, we get from you. So we're selfless like that. So it works. And if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to YouTube. That costs you nothing. But you can find out when we drop new videos. And we drop them all throughout the week. So you're gonna get some good stuff. And if you want more Garthon, you didn't get any today. You want some Garthon? You got Garthon's comic poll on YouTube and his team ups with me and Elgarian Star Trek Online. And Garthon streams at nine PM Central 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 Time, excuse me, every Sunday. And uh he is uh going to do console gaming. He's got a... I he's got a uh I think he's doing PlayStation 4 right now, but he's gonna switch it up pretty soon and uh and go on to something else. And of course you can see him uh star you can see him with Star Trek Online Thursdays with me and Elgarian. All right. The RNG, the random number generator with Legion of Myth weekly live stream hosts discuss anything and everything nerd topic. RNG airs live every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. Come and join us in discussions of all things us. (laughs) All things awesome. And if you have a topic you'd like us to cover, let us know. Now, see what the dice roll today. All right, well, it did it again. Unbelievable. For for some reason uh a lot of my uh <laughs> a, a, a lot of my control keys end up being the same as uh as uh, as Google. So it gets keeps screwing me up.
1: Apparently, the universe really, really wants us to watch really? this
0: anime. Yeah, apparently so. Really, really does. Let's do that. There you go. Killed it. Alright. Now, the RNG today, of course, is Avengers Endgame. Now, it's non-spoiler. In the beginning, there is going to be a demarcation point where you can jump off. And then all the spoilers will follow. I recommend you stay for all the spoilers because I hate your life and everything you stand for, so <laughs> do that. Anyway, uh... <laughs> <laughs> both both uh, Cthulhu and I watched uh, Avengers Endgame this week, He him just today, mm-hmm. so uh, he's going to tell us what he thinks about it first, and then I'll do all the spoiler thing, I'll be the bad guy. I'll be the bad guy. So go ahead and uh, talk us through this, what are we what are we looking at?
1: Okay, so if you're taking a look at the first slide there, you can see you've got uh, War Machine, Natasha, Steve, oh, yes. and Ant-Man. Right. And uh, they're in their special suits. And one of the things that I found super interesting and I actually really liked about this movie that for some reason I didn't realize ahead of time but should have been obvious is that it uses what's got to be about the oldest superhero team plot there is. And if you look at the, the next slide, you can see that I... Um, you can actually find some evidence of that. And I, I went back to All-Star Comics number four. And All-Star Comics number four is the second appearance of the Justice Society of America. And in Avengers, just like in All-Star Comics number four from I think 1942, what happens, you get this all these great heroes together in this team and what do they have to do? Well, they all have to split up. <laughs> they all have to go do a different part of the mission um if you think about like old gi joe cartoons if you know you're like heathen dog and i and and you remember the (laughs) generations ago they'd have those five part episodes and different characters would have to go get different parts of the super weapon
0: the super weapon or the Um, great cure or the machine or whatever yeah,
1: Yeah. yeah exactly so um the, the interior page from All-Star Comics number four, it kind of shows the the heroes coming together, which is funny because they come together, and then a page or two later, it breaks into stories of each of their separate adventures as they're doing a piece <laughs> of this mission. Nice. Yeah, so I, I kind of got a kick out of that being, you know, basically the structure of this new 21st century Avengers big-budget hoopla-doodle. Um And speaking of big-budget doodah, some of the imagery in the Avengers, I mean, it, it made me feel like I was in 1993 again. And the next slide, while not an image from 1993, shows an example of what always happens in these comics where the Avengers assemble, and you get all of the Avengers together. Like, here I chose one that's fairly recent, or at least in my mind, maybe it's a decade old. Anyhow, right? you can see Cap and Iron Man and Thor right there and Vision and Spider-Man and dozens of, of Avengers behind them. And these images have been in comics and big crossovers and big events, you know, I don't know, forever, probably. Yeah, I certainly remember them back, you know, Secret Wars, Infinity Gauntlet, stuff like that. Um, but you got that in the movie, and I felt, I mean, it just hit me viscerally. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen in a movie, seeing a massive army of superheroes assembled. I mean, I'm smiling here and here now, <laughs> thinking, about it. I mean, you know, it's not deep, it's not profound, but oh my gosh. Yeah, I wouldn't like, even you cut. Yeah, that's
0: not talking. even a spoiler. Or at the end, uh, all of this huge ensemble cast finally all gets together in one place and has a giant fight with, with Thanos. No kidding. <laughs> it was gonna happen shut up it's not spoiler (laughs) (laughs) that was that was inevitable
1: this was a heathen dog decision just to be clear he decided the demarcation line yes but um but but yeah i mean it it shouldn't surprise anybody but it was awesome and and if you love superheroes and even if like somebody said earlier the big um the big two are a bit repetitive and that's true because i've seen avengers assemble you Know a hundred times, and in the comics, I'm a little blase, mm-hmm. but in the movie, oh my gosh, it was the best thing I it ever made saw. you a kid again, it was didn't so it? So cool, it totally did. <laughs> okay,
0: that's good. Well, there you go. Uh, Cthulhu Law says that it made him feel like a kid again, and for an old man, that's saying a lot.
1: Yeah, it is. There's a look at this gray, there's a lot of gray. Exactly.
0: There. Now, here we are, we're at the demarcation point anyone who does not want me to spoil the crap out of this thing for you, jump now. Mute it. Open another tab. Watch some YouTube. I don't know. Something.
1: You might want to close it. Don't even no, look at the pictures. No.
0: Features. No. Those viewers, you are not good at oh. this. Okay, no. Just <laughs> <Separate>. <laughs> minimize the tab. You're fine. Jump on edge. Whatever. Whatever you gotta do. Just... don't, Don't go beyond this point. Right now. Alright, so... The movie... Is time travel based? Okay. Now, what happens is Thanos destroyed the stones, so no one can snap everybody back. So they have to go back in time to get the stones. Well, no one, no one's figured out time travel, like Back to the Future, right? No, not like Back <laughs> to the Future, and you know that you stood on purpose. Anyway, uh, and enter Scott Lang. He's at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. He was trapped in the in the uh, microverse they call it the the quantum, quantum, verse uh, in the, the, movies, quantum yeah. the quantum universe he was trapped Quantum there. realm, quantum quantum realm. He, he was trapped yeah. there because uh his his girlfriend and her dad fizzled into nothingness uh instead of hitting the button to bring him back right so he was stuck yeah. there until a rat accidentally activated the machine for him five <laughs> right. years had passed five years but for him only five hours had passed which got him into an idea okay he goes to see captain america he's like okay i got a plan quantum realm time works different all right if we can figure out a way to go into the quantum realm and come out at a specific time because there are no stones here right my little graphic it's follow it it's gonna be good there are no stones here that's, that's <laughs> the no stone scott lang shows up right scott lang like i i can do time travel all right we can do this we go back into the past and you see the arrow with the time you me that's time travel go back in the past where there are stones we get those stones we travel back to the future, to the present. You see the little present? It's got stones in it, because now we have stones. We use the stones to bring everybody back, and then we have to take the stones back into the past so it doesn't alter the timeline. Now, they, they went and talked about... Yeah, yeah they, they, went and alt, they went and talked about how uh, you can't really alter the past to change your present because your present is now your past. I'm not getting into that crap. All right, that's garbage. All right, no, just the, they have to put them back where they found them. So, so let's just say, so time doesn't unravel and, and cause all kind of crap later on. So that's the general plot, right? All right, so they, they do that. And uh, some stuff happens, all right? You knew people were going to die. I'm going to tell you some people are going to die. Some people that died. Why they died. First off, Robert Jr. finally got out of his contract. His long-term contract, he got out, officially got out of it because he died. And there is a free-use picture of Doctor Strange sitting there going, yep, saw it. <laughs> saw it happen. <laughs> this was the one in 14 million and whatever that, uh, that uh, uh, Iron Man sacrifices his life
1: H-hold to on. stop Let Thanos. me ask you about that. What's that? Do you think there was really just one in 14 million? Or do you think Doctor Strange, because he's arrogant, Tony's arrogant, Tony kind of yeah. ticked off Dr. Strange and Dr. Strange is the Sorcerer Supreme. Yes. Do you think maybe there were like two in 14 million, but the other one, Tony lived and Strange was like, nah, nah, we're better this way.
0: No, no, no. I don't, I don't think he would have done that. No, that would, that would that, be evil. He's not evil. Arrogant and evil aren't the same thing. But okay. if there was an alternate reality, but it had a less likelihood of, of becoming, be, coming to fruition, he would have chosen the most likely outcome that succeeded. And that's the one where Tony killed himself. Yeah, the way he killed himself was, yeah, they, they went to the past, gathered all stones, came to the future, and they, they snapped back half the population of the universe, but then Thanos, from the past, figured out what they were doing, followed them to the future, yeah. and bam, stole the stones back. Yeah. Iron Man takes the stones from, from his gauntlet, puts it on his suit, snaps his fingers, killing Thanos and his giant army that came from the yep. past. Killing himself in the process because he's just a human, He's not an alien being that can handle that kind of power, so he dies. You want to know who else dies? Natasha dies. Black Widow bites it, and she can't come back. Mm. She's not coming back. Gamora, the Gamora you know, not coming Mm.
1: back. Well, okay, so Uh, you think... uh, uh, Not coming back.
0: The Gamora you know, not coming back.
1: Well, but we're talking spoilers here, so do you think they'll just pull Nat from a few years in the past?
0: No, 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 because they put all the stones back. At the end, Captain America ran the stones back to where they belong remember oh but he
1: could have done stuff
0: he could have done stuff but he didn't
1: <laughs> okay he didn't I, I don't, she's I don't dead think that's presumptuous.
0: she's dead she's gone scarlett johansson will never be in another marvel movie unless it's a flashback
1: that's it sorry they said they're making a scarlet or a black it's, widow it's movie. gonna be
0: it's gonna be in the past it's, it's gonna be a la captain marvel okay all right how it's gonna be now here's another thing that really really pissed me off this right here is cassie lang scott scott lang's daughter's mother and stepfather you remember them from ant-man they are dead for five years they got snapped they got dustified and when scott lang got out of the quantum realm five years had passed he went home and he found a five years old older daughter who is living in a house by herself completely fine she had no scars she wasn't rocking in the corner because because of of the 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 roving gangs that probably remember you did not see the street she lives on okay she had
1: the giant ant to protect her she had
0: not yeah i i I think he died protecting her because we didn't see him all right she probably had to feed her parents to the ant they weren't around that's all i know she 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 survived from the age of like 11 to 16 on her own in, in, in and in a place where, please forgive me, there was probably roving rape gangs. This is just thing. Well, Brett, no, no. Oh you, you remember what that street looked like, right? It, it it looked like an urban bomb had gone off. It was crazy. I'm surprised that half those vehicles weren't actively on fire. Do you know how much it costs to live in San Francisco? I'm just saying it was bad and she's dead. Now, uh, this was her in Ant-Man. And this oh, is yeah. the woman play uh, Emma Emma Furlow I think her name is. This is her playing is her the older. Yeah. yeah. This is this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is her playing. This is her now. Five years later. That's like twelve years later. Yeah. And Man. even even at the end, even at the end of the movie, when when uh, when everybody gets snapped back into existence, you still don't see Cassie's mom and stepfather. You still don't see them. You see everybody else that came back. You you see all of all of uh, Hawkeye's family. They get reunited. You see all that good stuff. You don't see I Cassie's don't... family.
1: They're still gone. They just didn't sign anybody from Ant-Man. So you get Any of the other supporting characters from Ant-Man. All you got were the superheroes from Ant-Man.
0: Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying. Uh, they're dead and they may not have come back at all. Or Cassie killed them.
1: <laughs> that's why she's not rocking. See, if
0: they weren't snapped away, they weren't snapped back. So in that five years, they died of something else.
1: Well, maybe you eat, uh, uh... What do they call it? Shoot, I can't remember the joke. But uh maybe she went The Hills Have Eyes for five years, and that led to her growth spurt.
0: There you go. That could be it. Now, uh Plaximo says Sam Wilson, as the next Captain America, seemed convincing or no? Well, convincing, yes, because in the comics he was Captain America for a while. Right. Now, it uh, if they went chronologically, I think Bucky should have been first, right?
1: Well, I think it was... <sighs> That, I was trying to remember that earlier today because remember Bucky was dead until like what fifteen years ago? And Sam I mean Cap and Sam were hanging out for a long I mean, they started hanging out together in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um and who was the no who was the guy that became nomad who pretended to be Cap for a while? I couldn't remember his name.
0: I remember a US the- agent,
1: but well, because remember Cap quit, and I thought the government put somebody in to be Cap, and then that guy retired later and he took on the Nomad mantle. And then I got confused and I couldn't remember the full history. That's fine. That's fine. But I was thinking it might have actually been Falcon who was Cap before Bucky, but I don't know. But they've got that TV show coming out, so maybe they'll both be Captain America together. Maybe so.
0: Uh, Ravenslayer says, Remember, Cassie absorbs pin particles and gains powers. Yes, in the comics she does. Now, absorbing yeah. pin particles in the movies. Has been, has been categorized as super bad because you go cuckoo crazy, bananas, Cocoa Puffs. But uh, I, don't, I, don't, I think that happened in the comics too. They just didn't talk about it a whole lot because anyone who has pin particles in them ends up being wife beater. <laughs> Something like that ends up being unstable.
1: <laughs> you said we had to keep this decent.
0: This is, just, this is everyone, everyone decent left
1: at the spoiler demarcation. When I hover over this, it says family-friendly first. <laughs> <laughs> only um, the
0: males. Oh, right. Oh, the only only the males you know, turn you know, abusive. That's right. The females don't. That's true. So Cassie's fine. Cassie's <laughs> fine. She's good. She's, she's good. good. So yeah, that's our RNG. She was, so big.
1: she was taking the pin she was take
0: Yeah, she's taking the pin particle. She's fine. She's fine. All
1: right. But um, somebody asked what you thought of it generally. That's generally...
0: I, uh, I like liked, that. I liked a lot of it because there were a lot of parts that, that, uh, that harkened back to phase one and phase two, you know, oh, yeah. lines and stuff like that. Like I can do this all day and him making fun of himself saying that, you know, I thought that was, thought that was neat.
1: And, uh, they uh, literally took you through the movies. Yes. Like, you got to see, you the, got to the see, yeah,
0: yeah, you yeah. got to see the battle of New York. You got, you got to see, uh, as the battle on Asgard. You got to oh, see, right. yeah. You, you got to see the opening scene from, from another angle from Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to see all that. He's such a dork. No, So, uh, so,
0: so he's an idiot. Yes. Yeah, he's an idiot. Yes. It was really funny. <laughs> it too. was. It was fun. And, and they finally got to say, Cat finally got to say Avengers Assemble. He did. Finally said it. At the very end, the super action fight, they finally got to say Avengers Assemble.
1: I had so much fun. Yes, I, it was, I think it was you, fun. You judge these movies differently, right? It's not The Godfather. No. But, no. you know, I've, I've, I've had as much fun watching that for three hours as... as oh, yeah, I, it's Dances with Marvel.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a long movie. Yeah, if you're going to go see it, uh, don't don't get the large Coke, all right? Don't do that.
1: But as a comic book fan, like, if you like this kind of stuff, you already know exactly what the plot's going to be so when they start having to like explain for the gajillionth time how time travel works and setting up the plot for the rubes go to the bathroom because you're not going to miss anything they're just telling you stuff it it
0: was it was it was it was kind of funny when uh when roadie was like you know we could just go back in time to baby thanos and you know
1: oh yeah that was great and
0: then and then of course uh dr roda goes okay uh number one that's horrible (laughs) And he's like, "It's a baby Thanos! Come on!"
1: <laughs> yeah, the hands—that was glorious. yeah,
0: twisted and then uh-huh. choke. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. So yeah, that—that's that, when they explained how how in Marvel how time travel actually works. Like, you can't yeah. go in the past, change something, and and go back to the to the future you came from. No, uh, it doesn't work like that. You're actually creating an alternate reality that has its own future now. So oh, you're no. not changing your own reality.
1: If they could, if they did, just kill Thanos as a baby, then they wouldn't have had to kill the thousands or tens of thousands or however many of those soldiers he had, and just think some of them might have been innocent. You know, there could have been like a repair guy on the spaceship.
0: Probably not. No, I, I, I think <laughs> I think everyone that that worked for Thanos knew the score. It was like okay, to, just that. just to get in, you got to kill five people and your dad. So. And they
1: might be pacifists. <laughs> 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 Oh, this is too funny.
0: Oh, Plaximos uh, said the movie was so good he wouldn't be surprised if it passed Star Wars. Well, the current ones, definitely. Definitely. The, the the latter day iterations of Star Wars. The the Disney iterations. Yes. I completely agree with Plaximos
1: on that. Oh, I think we might have different opinions. I actually really like the last Star Wars.
0: Okay, we have to go now. Alright, so uh, <laughs> What do you think of this segment? What are your thoughts on dirty, 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 dirty spoilers? Should we have them? Do you like them? Do you not like them? Do you want me to just to just not use the demarcation and just dump them on you, on the unsuspecting ears of those who've already jumped away? Yeah. Okay, I'll do no, that. No, don't
1: dump on. I'll your... definitely do that.
0: And do you have any suggestions for future RNG topics? If so, uh, comment below or on Discord and Twitter. And uh, if you enjoyed this RNG episode, please share it with others. That way they, they too can be spoiled, with dirty dirty spoilers. Just like you. Dirty were. dirty. Just like you. Were.
1: Oh a fantastic for a reboot. Uh, Plaximos, yes. From your word your lips to Feige's ears. There you go.
0: Alright, remember I want you to spread the word. For for each individual goal we hit, uh we're we're going to have lots and lots of prizes. Come on now. Everyone loves prizes. You can get it for free. Use your mom's Amazon account. And hook it up to your Twitch and give us the, the free money, and we'll give you free money in return. That's how it works. And of course, you can join the Legion, spread the word, uh, join us on Discord, watch us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, see us on Twitch, and get our gear! Remember, Elgarian's got new gear. Elgarian should be buying his new gear, so he can wear it on stream. Just like I do. Just like Garthon does. Just like Cthulhu should.
1: Sorry. But he did not. There we go.
0: Alright. And remember, 18th of May is our next giveaway. Be here for that. Do not miss it. We give away $25 gift cards to subscribers. We give away video games to both subscribers and followers. It's your, it's your chance to win free stuff. Again, Cthulhu Law has not made a single one.
1: What? Well oh, that's true. Actually, I haven't made a there single one. There you go. Yeah.
0: And of course, remember International Tabletop Day, June first. Send us a picture, send us a video clip, and we will pick our very best one, and they will win a to-be-determined prize. So look for that. And of course, this is our streaming schedule. Live it, love it, learn it, know it, be it, do it. And uh, normally we have uh, we have thoughts and prayers go to go to all people everywhere. But no, we're not doing that today. Uh, Cthulhu, do you have any anything, any words of wisdom? That you want to impart to the good people of Twitch.
1: Get a giant ant to protect you in an apocalypse.
0: Hot tip people. Giant ant apocalypse protection. I'm going to make a company. I'm going to make a million (laughs) bucks. But uh, until next time everyone, thank you very much. Uh, I'm not going to do what Garthon does. He does though. You have one life. Live it low, live it nerdy. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say everyone, you have a great night. And always stay legionnaire.